0: Picture this: You're walking down a beach, toes in the sand. All of a sudden, take a look out at the beautiful Pacific, and uh, there's something in the water, gentlemen. There's something in the water, and it's calling to you, but you don't know what it is. So what do you do? You wade into the water. You keep going towards that light. What is it? It's calling. What could it be? A siren? A muse? How about a mazelage? And obviously, I'm talking about the Woger Championship Trophy and not the person. Bringing it back, Thomas Remington DePest, your host, the alternative week four uh, podcast for the people, by the people. I'm actually joined by one of one of the people working for the people himself, Professor Matt Gold. Uh, class is in session. Great to have you on. Professor
1: is too, too strong of a term, but I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Uh, we're going to be joined by a mystery guest later. Uh, I just want you to know one thing about this guest. Uh, he caught. So, uh, before, we, before we give him a proper introduction, let's run into the, to, um, last week's games. Um, another wild week in Roger. Uh, maybe not so much to write home about as week two, but um, we'll give you a quick re- recap here Silence of the Lamb beating out Tractor Cito, moving to 3 and 0. Brady Bunch for the surprising 172 over Too Many Cooks. Uh, Sleepy Joe. Handled quality D. That was my lock of the week. Go um, figure. Wilson Pax wins. Good teams win. Great teams cover. As Brian Rubin always says, who got defeated by seventy points on a twelve and a half point spread. And then uh, Potter's team showing up over safe quarantine here. Uh, speaking of safe quarantine, uh, Rob, I hear you're. I hear you connecting to the pod. I am. I
2: am. Sorry for, for uh, the board. being.
0: Now it's all good. We just started. We're just running through last week's games. Um, I think we can go ahead and start with, uh, with my matchup versus Gold. Uh, I'll, I'll just say one thing. It's not so much that Gold won this matchup, putting up a 131. It's more that I lost. And, uh... Can't agree more. I don't, I don't want Gold to be giving himself any extra credit or anything like that, you know? Uh, No, no. I lost for the kids. I lost for the kids. You know, it's a real tough time going on right now. So, uh, that was my heart was. It was in the right place, and, uh... It's just unfortunate that Odell's heart wasn't there. Uh or Robbie or DeAndre Swift or really Matt Patricia. Um
1: but Gold, what did you see here? I mean, after uh, that Thursday night debacle with Gardner Minshew, I, I basically said out loud I'm probably gonna need the pest to just have a bad week. And uh DeAndre Swift's I think what was it, two touches? Yeah. No, excuse me, two targets, one reception. Uh that's that's kind of the boost Dobbin we've needed. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't disagree with you. It was a, a, a fun little matchup, uh, not a high-scoring affair. But the W is a W. Can't complain Certainly too much. Not.
0: Yeah, Wentz, I mean, I wouldn't even say he showed up. Like, to, to tie the Bengals at home isn't really showing up. But he had a good fantasy day. That fantasy <laughs> day is
1: all that counts for me.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, speaking of other teams that really didn't show up, let's let's dive right into Silence of the Lamb versus El Tractor Cito here. Um, full disclosure, Ben Green was supposed to be on this podcast and, uh, for whatever reason, I just like, I hit him up. I blew him up. I made sure he knew what time it was. Uh, he, he didn't come on. Uh, I still haven't heard from him. So yeah, this is a direct call out for Mr. Ben Green. I'm going to call, I'm going to call you out for barely beating Angelino for being a fake ass three and team right That's now. That's one. That's two. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this team is won, this team has won two of their games by a combined six points. Um, 128. Really, it's not. It's not a high score, and to beat Angelino on a week where Edelman only had one catch, um, you know, it's just it's a hard luck loss. It's a hard luck loss, and I just don't really see it with this team. Uh, I feel like Angelino got super unlucky to lose this game. Uh, what do you guys think of the matchup?
2: I mean, I honestly, you got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly depends. Uh, Ben Green could easily be, you know, one and two. I mean, his matchup with Ruben was, was really close. I mean, honestly, I, I feel so bad for El Tracto-Sico in this one. I mean, just yeah. couldn't get any help. I mean, Evan Ingram is, is awful. But, honestly, I, I don't see it. I mean, yes, on any given week, Lamar and and Dak can put up big points. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I, I mean Aaron Jones is good, but AJ Green is not a starting wide receiver in a in a twelve team league, and that's coming from yeah. somebody who plays Marvin Jones every week for the last like three years too. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just gonna catch up to him sooner or later. I mean, you know, uh, there are just gonna be games where where he's gonna not be able to get bailed out by by his QBs, and I think that's what everyone said, and it's just unfortunate that BG seems to you know. Feel justified in, in his um, awful wide receivers because of his quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I think this team is going to flake just like its owner. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, let's move on. Actually, to Ben Green's opponent this week in our in our second game of the week. Uh, too many cooks going uh, losing to the Brady bunch. Too many cooks uh, recently hyped on the pod. Actually, we gave him a lot of love, and I think. I think he just his players weren't used to it. I think they need to be coached a lot harder. I mean, a 3-8 out of Brandon Cooks. um, Montgomery had a very pedestrian day. You knew the Pats were going to take Waller away, and uh, and MVS was was just a dart throw, and let's just say it poked him in the eye. Uh, Rough week, but overall, Elman's team continuing to surprise the league. He took a little bit of heat on the podcast, but it looks like his strategy to pay up and get two bona fide RB1s is really paying off for him because he was able to win. With John Brown even putting up a goose egg, he won handily.
1: Gold, what do you see here? I mean, I'm looking at these numbers. He's gonna If he's going to get 24 from Fitzpatrick and almost 24 from Brady, you know, that's going to be a tough combination. I, I do see Nick Chubb on a downward trend here the next couple weeks. I, I don't see the Cleveland Browns leading too many games from weeks four to six, and I think that might be an uptick for Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know... I'm just looking at this roster. De- I don't know what he's going to do about that Dion Lewis spot in the meantime. There are some studs, but he's got some holes also. I don't know if 172 can be expected every week from Elman. Cole,
0: if I asked you to grade Elman's team, where would you put it?
1: If I had to grade Elman's team? Yes. Pr- it's probably what a give it. You know, the effort's there, despite what people are thinking, you know, he doesn't really reach out. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't ask for help too much. Kind of keeps to himself. He's he got to needs to participate more on the report card. Uh, but you know, he's still carrying a B plus, and he can yeah. push that to an A if you know if he asks the right question. But for now, we'll we'll keep him motivated. We'll keep him grinding.
0: Nice. Nice. A very, very, very well done. Yeah. Um, hopefully you don't have to get the parents involved there.
1: I don't want to talk. Uh, yeah. Mr. Elman seems like a scary man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Let's move down. Let's move down to uh, Potter taking over, say, quarantine. We've got a hit on it. I mean, when you get 40 from Mahomes, when you get Mahomes and Allen doing the things that they're doing, this team is going to be really tough to stop. I mean, even he was playing Chenault, who had a who had a bad week, and it, it didn't even matter, you know? Not to mention a Henderson breakout game. Uh, I I, he was all over the Bills. He ran us over last week. He was—he looks so electric. Uh, I, he is going to decimate the Giants this week. And I—I I think this team is trending way up. I had him one in my power rankings um, at the beginning of the year, and so far, without seeing a great team, I think maybe the Potter football team and uh, Sleepy Joe's have the potential to be two of the top teams in the league. I'm gonna give Bird an early shout out. I
2: just—I just, I just want to say one thing. I'm—I'm I'm just happy that. I got absolutely murdered this week because at least I didn't feel bad that Lazar put up 21 or 23 on my bench and I'll never be able to use it. Again. So, yeah. So at, least, at least like, I didn't feel bad that like, Oh, I could have won this week if I had played him. at least Potter, you know, took that out of everything. Yeah. True. Um, who
0: else we got, who else we got here? Um, yeah, Blizzard played well. It hurts to leave points on your bench. Uh, I know the feeling. Uh, left Justin Jefferson and his 36-burger on the oh. bench. Um, let's touch on, speaking of Justin Jefferson, we'll touch on Sleepy Joe and Quality D's matchup real quick, and then uh, and then we'll get into the wire section. Um, but Sleepy Joe putting up 159. I mean, he basically sleepwalked through this game. Uh, Quality D putting up little to no resistance. Uh, finishing quick. I think a lot of his games were on the East Coast. And uh, and I mean, he just got handled. I mean, Kamara in the flex spot. Kamara got 38 more points than Larry Fitzgerald. I'm rounding up. So, yeah, it's it is what it is. Darren's got some work to do. We've said it. We've said it on this podcast repeatedly. Darren's got some work to do. We're gonna see what happens to him this week. Um, what do you guys think of what do you guys think of Bert and Darren's teams moving forward? I think the 112 really played itself out in this one. I
1: mean, uh, Go ahead, you're good. Goals. You're good. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm just think obviously with with Kamara. If Kamara is going to be Kamara, we're all going to have some problems, regardless of whose team he's on, uh, i.e. BG. Uh, but with you got Cooper Cup and Theo playing football again, he'll be. He, he's going to be in the playoffs. I, there's no doubt about that. He is starting. Oh, he doesn't have a quarterback to start this week. That's interesting in the in the super flex. Yeah. Wow. But I guess we'll touch on that in a little bit. Darren, on the other hand, you know, when you're getting fifteen points from Sony Michelle and you're still losing by almost forty. You might want to listen to your peers at some point. I
2: mean I think good. I think hundred percent. I mean Listen, I think Gold's 100% right. I mean, with Fink's team, if you have Kamara starting in your flex and you have Jacobs and Gurley, I mean, Gurley has the potential to put up a bad game, but it, you know, he's going to get the attempts until he gets hurt. On any given week, Fink Fink could score, you know, easily 100 and you know 50, 160 points. So it'll be dangerous. You know, it'll definitely be a playoff team. But on on the other side, Darren, I mean, he has like the makings of a of a good team. I mean. Cam and, and Kyle Murray are, are good quarterbacks to have. And then, you know, Keenan Allen was an absolute steal. And when uh, Michael Thomas comes back, you know, uh, and, and Kittle comes back, um, that'll obviously be a boost. But you have all this wide receiver depth, and you're still running out Mark Ingram and Sony Michelle. And Larry Fitzgerald. You just can't do it. I mean, you got to make a trade and try to get a decent running back, especially when you have this much wide receiver.
0: Back. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that uh, Ingram's not going to be the player that we dra- we drafted, it, or we, yes, people, owners drafted him to be. Uh, to Darren's credit, though, I do want to say he did, he did realize the need to get better, and he went in and he spent 55 on Justin Jefferson. Uh, tying my Robbie Anderson bid, I think, is the highest receiver bid. Uh, let's see here. Dobbin Weave, Gold with a big bid for T. Higgins after coming off a two-touchdown game.
1: Um, Gold, you want to take us through that transaction? I mean, the the guy I don't think was active or he didn't get a snap week one. You know, they benched John Ross week two. They made him an active, made T. Higgins a possibility, and now we're seeing him and Burrow have a little connection, especially in that red zone. That red zone's what counts. If I can get $20 for an ex-receiver on a Joe Burrow offense that he's throwing 50 passes, I'm going to take my chances. Yeah, I like it.
0: Uh, let's see how that strategy serves you moving into week four. Uh, currently, Gold Fogno put down as the game of the week. Uh, I just want to go out there and say this is the Woger game of the week. This is why these two are on the pod. They're about to go head-to-head, two and one teams. Uh, I Frankly, I think this one's going to be a dogfight. Yahoo's currently got the projections that um, – 149 to 148. It's it's a 50-50 shot. I think a lot of it depends on Julio's health. Um, that game between the Julio-Ridley matchup is going to be insane. Um, can either of you guys read an edge on this game? Because uh, I want to hear your takes on it, and then I'm going to put some numbers out. Uh, we'll no, you
1: can again. go first, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I actually – this season I was actually very happy with my team. I, when when we came out of the draft I, I thought that I, you know, might have had the best team I've ever drafted in Roger. And I've just been decimated by injuries. I mean, Saquon going down is absolutely devastating. And then Julio being hurt, Cooks being hurt, I mean it's just you know, one injury after another. Um this this week I, I felt I, I feel like I have a chance and um, I thought that it worked out really well that had Lazard and Julio because if Julio wasn't going to play, then I, th- you know, they're obviously playing each other, so I could start Julio if he was going to play, and if not, I had Lazard as a backup, especially on Monday night, you know, with no other alternatives. Then I find out Lazard is, you know, hurt and having surgery. The reports are Julio is going to play, so you know that's that's good news. But um, you know, my team's really going to have to have to fight. I mean, the the forty-yard touchdown by Melvin Gordon in Garbage time was literally, literally a lifesaver, and uh, I think gives yeah. me a shot. Yeah. And I got to really capitalize on the the weeks that I have uh, Mike Davis as a starter because once um, uh, McCaffrey comes back, you know, I'm gonna have uh, have to rely on uh, James White. So, um, uh, I this is a big week for me. I, I need this this win. Um, and uh, hopefully my team can get a little health healthier. Um, for next. week.
0: Yeah, uh, Gordon was nothing short of amazing last night. I that garbage time run uh, against the Jets, too.
1: That had to be killer for you, Gold. Take me through it. You know, I, I concede I actually fell asleep prior to the Gordon run. I woke up this morning to find out this news. Uh, so you can imagine how thrilled I was to see those additional 13 points. Or, excuse me, I think I fell asleep when he had 13 or 14, so the extra 10 points, but whatever it was. Uh, and then this projection is also. Telling a bit of a lie because Fogno still has Pittsburgh defense penciled in there. And as we all know, Pittsburgh is not playing this week. So I think Fogno is uh being a little modest here.
2: Me.
1: No, no, I'm just looking at the matchups because you have Metcalf you have Watson who's gonna break out. All right. Metcalf at Miami. New Orleans doesn't have a cornerback. <laughs> And then Mike Davis is going to get his eight catches. Kareem Hunt's going to catch the ball because they're going to be down. You know, I'm looking at my team. I got Gilmore up against Tyreek Hill. And then, uh know, Wentz is Carson Wentz. You know, I'm not too thrilled about what's going on here this week.
2: I will, I will say the, I, the real key matchup uh, for our, our game this week is, is go, going to be the Atlanta game because – yeah. Um. There is a possibility that Julio and I really don't have any any choice but to just pray that Julio plays and is not out there just as a decoy. Um. But there's a possibility that that Julio goes out there and doesn't end up finishing the game or doesn't really get targeted because of the injury and um. You know, puts up you know a goose egg or, or you know under ten points and, and and Ridley goes insane. But on the flip side. Having Matt Ryan as my quarterback does give me a little bit of uh, insurance because if Ridley's going to score, that means I'm going to score. You know, for every six points Ridley scores, I'm going to get four. So that that, yep. that is the one advantage I feel like I have this week.
1: And speaking of the, the man, he, he is on the injury report this week. Uh, he's got a little ankle going on, so we got to ensure that he's playing. Otherwise, you're going to have to see uh, Robert Tanyan thrown into the lineup on Monday night, which is gonna be wow. quite exhilarating.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's limited limited on Friday. I mean, yeesh, that one's gotta be that one's gotta be. He, was in, pad he was in pads today. He was in pads today. Just let that be known. Okay, so I didn't see the Pittsburgh defense um, being a zero. I kinda I kinda glazed over that before. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and make Fogno a ten and a half point favorite after your guys' thorough breakdown. I'm going to put a total at three seventeen and a half for anyone that wants to take any of these numbers. Fogno by ten and a half with a three seventeen and a half. Let's see. Uh, let's see how that plays out. Line might be subject to change pending injuries or taken off the board. You battle of the engaged, uh, by the way. <laughs> the battle. Of... Yes. Congratulations both of you guys. Uh, I was I was going to say that. Yeah. It's all
1: right. We. <laughs> it's been long enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what, we're both winners or losers, depending how you look at it.
1: Right. Sure. Right. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't wait to get invited to uh, both your weddings. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, you know, I'm really yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. A lot. All right. Uh, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to the second. Let's move on to the second two and one battle of the week. Uh, Silence of the Lamb taking on the Brady Bunch. Yahoo with Silence of the Lamb. Favored pretty heavily, Uh, Brady. Let's see here. Looks like Lamar's going to have a great matchup against Washington. Uh, We just laid out the case for and against Elman's team. Uh, Fogno thoroughly breaking that down for us. Our resident lawyer, Uh, Fogno. Why don't you? Why don't you give me a uh, an audit of Benjamin Green's team? Uh, so to speak. We also, we did hear as much as we hate on Ben Green on this podcast, I want to say for the record, I, I believe he did just just get a job doing something with auditing, so congratulations, Ben Green, but you're still a bitch for not coming on. Okay, Fog, no, back. write me a dissertation. So,
2: in this week for Ben Green, I mean, listen, that the story of, of, of his team, obviously, you know, starts and ends with the quarterbacks. Um, I mean, with uh, Lamar playing Washington, I mean that that was just such a disappointing game against against the Chiefs. Um, but you got to think that that he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. Um, you know he missed a lot of a lot of open throws. I mean I mean Brown should have had you know a 40 50 yard touchdown. I think that that he's gonna put up big numbers, especially coming off the loss. Um, and uh, Dak, I mean against um, against uh, Cleveland is gonna be another, you know, potential, uh, bit, uh, place where he could score a lot of points. But again, you know, it's, it's, you know, AJ green, you know, is unless he scores a touchdown and, you know, it's, chances are he's going to give you less than 10 points. I think that Elman's team is, is, as you alluded to earlier is, is, uh, been, you know, kind of sneaky good. And I think this is a good, um, opportunity for him to, uh, come out and, uh, hand Ben green his, his first loss. And, God knows the rest of the league is, is going to be uh, rooting for him, but I got to give the edge to Ben Green this week um, because of the quarterbacks. I also think that Michael Gallup is is going to have a, a great game um, against uh, that uh, Seattle uh, uh, defense that has, has not played well. or Cleveland, Cleveland. defense Cleveland. that has not played well. Sorry, I, well, I was thinking of uh, that awesome performance that Gallup had uh, put up against uh, Seattle last week. If he, you know, can have another game like that, then I, I feel like you kind of have to give uh, Ben Green the nod here. And, um, and you know, Jones, obviously, um, with uh, all the banged-up uh, receivers in, in Green Bay, um, you know, you got to think that maybe uh, the Packers kind of lean on the running game a little bit more. And, and uh, you know, that could be um, – and Atlanta's defense isn't good at all this year. Uh, so, you know – He's definitely got a few players who are poised um, with good matchups to have have big games and, and I think that um, for that reason you got to give him the edge.
0: Yeah yeah, uh, yeah I would I would I would kind of agree with the projections here uh, We'll keep it public yeah I do I think Jones put it at 16 is ridiculous and that's one of the lightest projections of the week he's going to eat against Atlanta You could say the same about Cook but I think the ceiling with Jones we've, he's just shown it it's so high uh, Aaron Jones breaking the glass ceiling.
1: Um, let's move on to just one yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. one note before we move yeah, on course. it's just it's shocking to BG going up against someone that does not have an active feud against <laughs> <Just>. <laughs>
0: yeah it's almost like a vibe for it right <laughs> speaking of people who ben Green has an active feud against uh I'm playing brian Brian Rubin this week uh a so called bitch by Ben Green who was then in return I believe called a keyboard warrior um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um uh, he he started off the week 14-0. Uh ripen was a great play last night. It was just it was too bad to see him kind of to kind of I don't know, wilt a little in the fourth All quarter cuz yeah, yeah, he played a brilliant game um for the first 3 anyway. It and you really thought like Judy I I thought Judy even to touch on Ben green's team one more time. I thought Judy was going to be a lot more involved than he has been. Uh but Oh, out of that, outside of that one stick play, there were no, there was no sighting of him last game. He was invisible against the Jets. That's concerning. Um, but Rypien still put up a fourteen. That's last week. It's not bad. Uh, realistically, though, with Ruben having to scramble and Deontay and Ben sitting, I should win this week. I'm gonna say it. Uh, if I don't win this week, basically all hope is gone for the season, and I'm gonna have a fire sale. So this is a huge, a huge uh, game yeah, for I, both of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This might be the honest. This might be the game of the week.
0: This could bury Ruben. Um, if if either you has got a number for this game, certainly put it on. I try not to bet on my own games.
2: The know. the problem, uh,
0: like like P, it's a P Rose. It's the P Rose. The me, the the humanist, the humanist degenerate. Yes, the, go the ahead.
2: problem. The problem with Ruben's team is that the way he constructed it, it was not built. The the. Obviously, when the person that you spent the most amount of money on in the auction goes down, um, it hurts your team. But the strength of this team was that it had Clyde and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, uh, I think what makes it different than than Saquon going down is at least I had DK and and Julio. You know, when you spend that much money on on McCaffrey, like he needs to win this week um, and try to, you know, preserve his record. And then if McCaffrey comes back, at least he's got a, a shot. But if he loses another, another game or another two games before McCaffrey comes back, I mean, it's just going to be too far gone at that point. Yeah, very true. Uh, I'm
0: also fighting for it. I was lucky to get one win. Uh, if if I if there's a big difference between one and three and two and two, and uh, I, I mean I oh, just excuse got me. I apologize. That's my bet. I thought you were 0 3. You are correct. Nope. I won the first game by like a fraction of a point. So okay. uh, got that <laughs> going for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Robbie's got to show up this week. Miles Sanders has got to get in the end zone this week. I know it's a lot to ask against the 49ers, but that's what I drafted these guys for. Um, I can't believe Swift, I have to throw him out there. But if there's one game he's going to do well, it could be at home against the Saints. Um, Diggs is going to feast. You know, I like my matchups this week. I. Ruben having to throw Hunter Renfro in there is uh, alarming.
1: Um, I, I should, do. I was, I I I was involved in those trade talks, by the way. It, Ruben acknowledged the panic. Uh, yeah. on moving on from John U. Smith over a Call of Duty, I, I was there for the uh, for the negotiations. Ruben put a basically twenty second clock on Josh Pact, and Josh had <laughs> twenty seconds to accept, and I think he got there within fourteen.
0: So. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a good trade for Pact and I do understand why Ruben needed to do it. Uh, so yeah, overall, I mean, you do what you got to do in fantasy. Ruben, fr- uh, shout out for making a move. Friend of the pod, friend of Matthew Barry, transitive property. Matthew Barry is a friend of the pod. Um, let's go on and move. Let's go on and move into that uh, works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Joe and I'll here. Um, El Tracker had a decent night last night. You know, if you, if you had told me you were going to start Crowder and Denver D and walk away with 34 points or 24 points, I'd say that was fine. Uh, I would be to- I'd be totally okay with that. We t- uh oh, wow, Fink throwing the rookie in Burrow. I believe this is Burrow's first start for him. Tannehill out. Uh, I think it's a good it's a good move to make. And uh in the super flex, Fink is going with TJ Hawkinson, old play Cotton. We'll see how it plays off. Uh, that's just that's just so quintessential Bert to me, and and it's either going to look really really smart or it's going to completely bite him in the ass. And uh, I'm curious to hear which which you think this will be. Matt Gold, a former opponent, well, and, and
1: then in fairness, he doesn't really have a choice.
2: Go
1: ahead. In fairness, he doesn't really have a choice because you know Garoppolo's hurt. Tannehill has a, a technically a buy now. So unless he was willing to make a move and trade Garoppolo or Tannehill, I don't know what else was expected of him. I, I, I still think I see him I still think I see him walking away with a W here though. You know yeah. it's supposed to be DJ Moore breakout week, but I don't see it. Kenyon Drake is supposed to break out also. But if you're if you're counting on the breakouts might be too much.
0: Yeah, uh, someone's got some static going on in the background. Maybe we can try to cut that out. Uh, it's, it's getting a little noticeable. But Fogno, as someone, as someone who's um, uh, tell me your thoughts on Bert. You guys spent that summer together. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Um. <laughs> uh, that was. That was. That. That was. Uh. Burt Bert was Bert. That's when he still went by uh Rob or Robert, um or Roberto huh. since we were um you know in Italy. But um honestly, I think uh one of the key things for for Fink's team is um is if the Eagles can put it together um as Zach Ertz with, with Dallas Goddard uh going down and with the Eagles like utter lack of um wide receiver depth, I I, I how is not getting more involved. You know, I, I think that if if Wentz could kind of, like, snap out of this horrible play um, that he's, you know, the way he's been playing, I think that, honestly, um, that could be a, a huge plus for, for his team. And, and if Zach Ertz could return to, you know, uh, the kind of numbers he was putting up, you know, two, three years ago, um, being that he is the only, like, legitimate, like, you know, NFL uh, talent uh, out of the receiving core, um, that could be that could be a huge plus for Fink, and and uh, I, I think that his team, um, you know, has obviously uh, some strong running backs, and if they can get a little edge with um with Ertz, you know, finally coming through big, that that he could he could definitely win this. Year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent. I like this. I like this game. I like. I like both the owners competing in this one. This should be another uh, typical bloodbath here. You know, we're we're at that point right now where we're we're completely submerged in going to go back to uh, tie it all into the intro. You know, uh, we're we're past knee deep at this point. Let's just say, and uh, one of these teams that I want to go back to my I want to keep driving the hype train even with a disappointing six from Noah Font last night. Potter football team taking on too many cooks this week. Um, this one, this one to me looks like at first glance it's going to go Potter's way. Montgomery with a tough matchup cooks Ayuk. And Hopkins is, if he doesn't play, then you got to give Potter the advantage. But uh, I'm curious what you see here, Gold.
1: I mean, that's what I, I'm looking at that wide receiver depth at the moment. If Hopkins doesn't play with, Adams should be back, right, as far as I'm aware. But Yeah, Mattis has really got a lot of injury at wide receiver. I don't know if he can keep taking that on. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm not sure. Ronald Jones sitting on that bench still for Potter in a a matchup against the Chargers with no Leonard Fournette. I might swap that out if I were him, but, you know, each their own. I see Potter taking this one. I think Mahomes... And Josh Allen are going to be too much. And I don't see Baker Mayfield. I, I, he's supposed to be involved in a shootout, but I don't think he has that in him.
0: Yeah, Fogno, Any thoughts here? Uh, I think I think that's all pretty
2: fair. Rodgers and Adams have got to eat for Madison to even
0: have a chance. Yeah,
2: I mean, when I when I, when uh, Depeche and I had our uh, little uh, conflict uh, with uh, the power rankings, um, you know. I, I really liked Madison's team, but it was because it was built on having all those stud wide receivers. Um, I, I mean, and he doesn't have bad running backs, but having uh, uh, James Connor and Montgomery um, as your two running backs, when you have his full wide receivers healthy, um, is a lot more appealing than, you know, I, when when you're forced to, to sit guys like Adams, um, you know, if if his wide receivers are are healthy, then um, I I definitely think that that he's a dangerous team. The the real problem though is um, is Baker Mayfield. I mean, like uh, as much as as much as I don't want to like give any credence to Ben Greese's assertion that we all undervalue uh, being in a two quarterback league. I mean, Baker Mayfield just like is not putting up the numbers that you need from uh, from a quarterback in this league and the Browns just seem so intent on, on running the ball and, and not having him involved. Um, so that that's really the problem, but you know, on any given week, if, if his, you know, full set of wide receivers are, are healthy, then, I mean, you know, you could get 20, 20 plus points from, from all three of them. And then, you know, James Conner's been, had two really good games and, and even Gaskins, you know, the, the Dolphins won't give him any of the goal line work, but I mean, in between the twenties, you know, they're the they're that's the go-to uh, back. So, um, it, it, Mad- Madison will, will go as far as his wide receivers uh, stay healthy. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, Gaskins was a great pickup. Uh, he's he's got a ton of opportunity this weekend, which should be a shootout with Seattle. Uh, speaking of Seattle, our favorite our favorite trade analyst, Josh Pack. and Wilson. Uh, With the big win last week over Ruben, uh, Wilson coming through with putting up five touchdowns again, it's been fool me once, fool me twice, three weeks. Maybe this is a sustainable thing. Maybe he's just going for five touchdowns a week. I mean, against Miami, who Josh Allen just ate alive two weeks ago, I think they likely still probably missing Byron Jones. Can't confirm, but uh, I think that was a multi-week injury. And, you know, his receivers are looking good here. McLaurin, I mean, Slayton's been awful. So I don't hate myself as much for that trade drop as I should because the last two weeks Slayton's been unplayable, but Pack still giving him some run. Um, Had not having AJ Brown and Johnny Smith hurts, but I mean Pack knew it going in, and I think he can afford not to have them this week against quality D. It's just it's laughable the projection he's put up. He's already he's going for a one twenty. He already has, he has two people who are injured in the lineup. Maybe this is classic deception by Darren, but, but I mean guys. There, <laughs> you know, I just yeah, I, I can't see this team performing well when you don't have legitimate options on the bench. You're gonna play Sony Michelle again. He's
2: gonna have,
1: Good
0: luck getting 15 points,
1: you know.
2: That 15 points, yeah, was he's it, gonna have was to move.
1: yeah. Jefferson up to a wide receiver spot, Adrian Peterson or Sony Michelle into a maybe the oh, running Jefferson back, yeah, maybe a running back spot, and then also the flex. So, you're gonna see Adrian Peterson. And Sony Michelle, who I think is questionable, also this week. Both in that line, Darren lineup. loves
0: Trump Peterson, Adrian Peterson out there. It's like it's like a badge of pride for Darren to put Adrian Peterson in his starting lineup because I think over the last two years I've seen it more often
2: than not. It's
1: very possible.
0: That, he was definitely the only one who bid anything on him in auction. Yeah, Darren,
2: Darren, I I don't know what it is. I feel like every year, like Darren just hates running backs. Like, every year, Darren always has, like, a solid tight end and some good wide receivers. But then he just, like, I, it's, like, like the complete contrarian play to, like, the rest of fantasy. Like, everyone in fantasy always wants to get, like, those top-tier running backs. And Darren's like, nah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw out, like, Adrian Peterson and, like, a uh, running back that's in, like, a timeshare with a, you know, three-person committee and, and is cool with that. Um, 120 would have been like a decent projection before we were a two quarterback league, but now with the the superflex, I mean, that's just that's just laughable.
0: Yeah, yeah, exact exact word. I was gonna, say. I was gonna. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, that I can't see Darren putting up a fight here. At least he gets Kittle back. Kittle with a great matchup against the Eagles. Um, I. But unless unless you get one of those kind of like twenty eight point games from Kittle, it's just it's hard for me to see this team winning unless it's special. Pax looks like he should get through this week, and then he should get his Titans back for the rest of the season. So um, I think that's it with the matchups, guys. Do you have anything else you want to pass on to the audience?
2: Uh, Fogner, the floor is all yours. Um, I would just say that uh, as always, Wilger is um. I feel like every, everyone in the league's favorite uh, fantasy league. I know a lot of us are in multiple leagues, um, but obviously Woger is the most important one um, this year, especially uh, with adding the Superflex and going to an auction. And then with just the crazy amount of like injuries and COVID and everything, it just made it even more chaotic, which uh, I feel like is what Woger was built on. Just complete and utter chaos. And uh and it's going to be a real exciting um, uh, season. And uh, I really uh, think that this year, more so than others, I don't think there's like, really a clear-cut um, favorite to win the title. I think that there are a lot of teams that, that have uh, potential. And uh, I'm excited to see how this shakes out. And uh, I'll be happy as long as uh, BG doesn't win again.
0: Well spoken. Gold? Ditto. <laughs> That's why we love him. All right, I'm gonna need one lead pipe lock from both of you before I go. Um, I think Angelino hit his last week for the guests. I, I hit mine. Uh, Fink ran over there, and uh, so I think. So uh, anyway, the score, for those who keep me score at home, I think it's like one to one or something like that. Um, anyway, who you got? Who do you guys have for your lead pipe lock? This week?
1: I go. Cool. Uh, Give it to me. As much as it pains me. <laughs> You you gotta pick against Darren. And unfortunately oh. that means Josh Pact is my lock of the week.
0: Wow. Oh. That must have been
2: painful. It's not, it it's, not painful. it's not it's not a good feeling. I I really don't Point I up. really don't wanna give like the same answer as gold, but if I have to pick my my lead pipe lock of the week, I mean, there's not a matchup I feel more confident in than than uh packed against um Darren. I mean I just feel like there's no shot that, that PACS team uh, isn't able to, you know, put up more than the 120, uh, whatever point projection that Darren has. And even if he uh, makes a few switches uh, on his bench, I just feel like that, you know, Russell Wilson can easily give him 40 points again. this week. Yeah, I
0: think, uh, you know, I think we're going to make this a menage a trois of a uh, lead pipe lock. Uh, I, there's just no other matchup you can really pick. I'll, I'll pick another one just so we can kind of have like a host versus guest thing. And I'll, and I'll actually, I'll actually lock in sleepy Joe again. I'm going to ride it again. Um, played well last week, but yeah, I really, everyone knows what the matchup is. And so Darren, you've been triple lead piped. Um, <laughs> once your ass is done, like once you can walk again, I'd love to have you on the pod. Um, and maybe a week four shout out but all right guys i think that'll wrap things up for us over on this side uh thank you i want to thank everyone out there for listening uh this podcast is brought to you by uh depatch productions uh dp uh matt gold rob Fogno. thanks to both of you guys for uh for coming on really appreciate it anytime pleasure as always all right all right best of luck to both this